<laughs> Hello, my fine feathered friends, and welcome to Dear Fandom, where everything you love and like is terrible, and that's okay. I'm Hillary. And I'm Megan. And that is totally not, that is totally the first time I did that introduction. That's totally, the, totally first the first time. totally the first time. All right, so um, what are we doing today, Megan? So today we're going to be focusing on this little, like, this little unknown anime manga series. It's called Death Note. Like, probably nobody's <laughs> heard of it. It's, like, really brand spanking new. Like, it's, 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 it's very cutting edge. Um, <laughs> so Death Note is, was originally, first off, a manga. Uh, it was released in a weekly magazine that is actually I, I think it may still be being created it's uh shonen jump shonen which, jump which uh is a manga magazine uh there used to be shoujo beat as well and it publishes uh manga chapter by chapter on a weekly basis and it or a monthly basis i believe in america in uh in japan i believe it's a weekly basis and it was it was all in shonen jump it was released between december 2003 and may 2006 created by it was written by sugumi oba and uh illustrated by takeshi obata it's a wonderful, wonderful story. Uh, if you really, really like um, like those weird moral quandaries where you go, if I had this power, what would I do type situation? Uh, it follows the uh, a, a Japanese high school student, uh, Raito Yagami, and I'm not calling him light. You're not getting that out of me. I did not re- I did I did not suffer through the dark times of the 2000s with being into anime for me to call him by his Americanized name. Um, <laughs> And uh, it's he's a he's a Japanese high school student who is obviously top of his class, high honors, goes to all his uh, cram sessions and his study school and all that stuff. Budding and sociopath. He's also a sociopath because why wouldn't you be at that point? You're overschooled to the point of ridiculousness. Um, and his father is the head of the police department. Uh, one day he just happens upon this thing called a death note, which was left to him by the Shinigami Ryuk. And uh, Shinigami just means death god. Uh, and it's great because Shinig- uh, Ryuk basically serves as kind of this, uh, I wouldn't even say moral arbiter of any sort. He just exists to exist. He kind of doesn't care if people live or die. He doesn't really support light. He doesn't really give a shit about light. He's wonderful. He's my favorite character in the world. Um, and so light finds this death note. Um, he finds the rules inside the death note, which are written in English because Ryuk believes that English is the most universal language. Uh, a light then tests it out because it says the person whose name is written in this note shall die and you know being a well-adjusted 16 year old goes all right let's test that shit um, <laughs> and immediately it works he i think he his first kill is for a uh someone who's holding a bunch of children hostage in, in a school works he dies and there's no casualties it's great uh so light believes this is a very um and they all die of heart attacks specifically. This is very important to the story, is you write a person's name, and if you do not have any details within the next, I believe, minute, they die of a heart attack 45 seconds later. And it is great because that becomes his calling card. He kills all of these evildoers. I, a lot of them are murderers, rapists, um, kidnappers, child abusers, what have you. Uh, and he kills them all via heart attack. Uh, and what happens is, obviously, the cops get involved. How are all these criminals dying of heart disease? This is ridiculous. All of you can't have heart problems. Um, and Light specifically, he's always one step ahead of the cops. He goes to, like, he doesn't just kill in Japan. He kills specifically in many areas around the world. Uh, so they enlist the detect the top detective in the world. His name is L. Uh, and they ask him for their, his help in this matter. Light's father asks, well, 
Raito's father asks for help in this matter. And uh, Elle is like, yeah, you got it. Also, I am anemic and addicted to sugar, so good luck with that. And, and I don't like baths, showers, or sunlight. So, <laughs> oh and these are all canon things. Um, so Elle basically is, is a master detective. He figures out that where Kira, who is, which is the name that the public has given uh, Raito, it's, it's because it's the an English, English pronunciation, it's the Japanese pronunciation of the English word killer. So they've given Kira the name, Kira, and uh, Elle is able to sniff out that Kira is located somewhere in Japan. Uh, I believe he even says the Kanto region. And, um, he and does, basically, I remember that. And basically throughout the entire series, uh, from that moment, it's this cat and mouse game between Elle and Raito, and they just kind of go back and forth, uh, one step ahead, one step, like, they're always one, they're always neck and neck in terms of who's going to find out what happened. Uh, unfortunately, though, halfway through the series, uh, L dies. L straight up, like, he just, it's, it's not, it's, he does not win. And that's mainly because, uh, okay, you know what, I've decided I hate myself saying the name Raito, I'm just gonna keep calling him Light, because it sounds like I'm trying to be such a weeaboo. <laughs> you know, it's, it's okay, we're, we're in this together, it's Thank fine. you, girl. Um, so Light has assembled a team of not just himself and his Shinigami Ryuk, he's also assembled a pop star named Misa Misa, and she has her own Shinigami named Rem. And, I mean, you just can't take on that many people and death gods all at once and just assume like your smarts are going to get you out because unfortunately they didn't uh they did not it was not great um l dies uh and then it's his work is taken over i believe it, it's four or five years later light is in college at this point he's engaged to misa uh and then there's another cat and mouse game that occurs with l's prodigies uh near and mellow and it's it's to the point of it is not so much what the plot is. The plot is wonderful. I mean, the, the biggest twist is that L dies, but even with Near and Mellow, it's still a very, very interesting dynamic. The, the story doesn't drop at that point. Normally, when you have such a big character, such an overwhelming presence like L is, it drops after he dies, but not at all. I, Death Note is one of the few series that is consistently amazing from beginning until end. Yeah. And uh, they've so they released the anime... Uh, in 2000 and, sorry, uh, yeah, 2006. And they also released uh, a uh, movie, live action film in Japan, 2006 and 2008. Three movies. Um, there were there were two in 2006 and one in 2008. And uh, it's it's fine. It's, it's decent. The movie has a completely different plot from the manga and the anime, but it's good. Um, also, you know, set in Japan, which you would think a manga and an anime set in Japan would have a movie set in Japan with Japanese actors. Not that we're going to talk about anything about Death Note set in Seattle starring. <laughs> Just you wait. And, uh, and it's, it's, uh, it's good. It's really good. It's one of my favorite series. Light is one of these protagonists who, when you're 16, you go, I get him. I understand him. We're going to end up together forever. And then you read it again as a 30-year-old, or you watch it as a 30-year-old, and you go, oh, my God, he's a fucking psychopath, and I hate him. <laughs> yeah. He's a lot. He's a lot. Um, I will tell you, though, that the, the Netflix adaptation of Death Note is just such... 
Like, Light is a genius. Light is absolutely a genius. This is the equivalent of remaking The Great Gatsby and setting it instead of like some, you know, like the Leonardo DiCaprio, like 1920s where everyone's kind of, you know, it's it's mixing many uh, different time periods. It's more like taking The Great Gatsby and deciding, you know, what's going to be a really good place to set it in? Miami with everyone on a Coke bender. Just like everyone's on a Coke bender. I was going to say like the South Shore. (laughs) I mean, you could and then you could have the green light be like, some like it wouldn't even be like a green light it'd, it'd be, be Perth Amboy <laughs> exactly exactly it's just gonna be like all of the nuance and, and, and you know emotion tied to the story is completely lost by changing the setting so drastically um, especially to some place like from uh, from Japan to America because this I, is not a, this is not an American kind of story this I, is absolutely not well the thing is it would like it would actually it would actually kind of work in Miami because Miami is so heavily Cuban that that would be make it a really interesting. I know it's a very heavily Japanese story, like based, but it would be like if we like add the influence of sort of Spanish religion into it, like that would be a really interesting like bend of it. So here's my thing. My thing with any adaptation of an anime. Uh, now, originally, I remember back in the day. So we're talking the 2000s. Um, I wanted every anime to be an American like adaptation. I wanted to see every anime in the world. I wanted to see every video game made in America. Give me a cast. I want Johnny Depp as the lead type situation. Cause yeah. you know, we were 16. Um, and with, Death Note specifically. And when I say it is a strictly Japanese story, I don't mean it's strictly Japanese in the set of the location or even the characters' names. I mean it in so many different ways. So yes, with the with with like Santeria and stuff like that, like you can absolutely work around that, but at that point you're losing a lot of the uh like so Ryuk is not a Ryuk as a Shinigami is so uninvolved in the lives of humans. He just likes watching them because they're so fucking dumb. It, it is kind of like Metatron from uh, from uh, Dogma, just not involved in human life whatsoever. And he does he's not an active participant in like in lights schemes. The only thing Ryuk tells him is, "I'm going to be the one to write your name in the Death Note, and you'll you won't know when it comes, and I'm not going to tell you, and I'm not going to help you live, and I don't care about you. I'm having fun. I'm out for me." And it's it's this, you know, having this having all these different personalities of the Shinigami are just like we don't we as Americans don't have a modern analogy for a death god. You know, we have the Grim Reaper who's kind of your, you know, who comes in and we've had like several different versions of the Grim Reaper. You know, in the Grim Adventures of Billy and Mandy, he was a Jamaican dude. We've had uh, Bill and Ted's Bogus Adventure where it was, you know, your traditional bald guy with uh, with white skin. Um, I mean, there's been like, like so many different kinds of Grim Reapers and then the American like zeitgeist that it's kind of, the Shinigamis aren't so much of a Grim Reaper as they are like, and actually they're more like Grim Reaper from like, Grim, Grim and Mandy, I guess, like, you know, it, but it's still, like, it's I, so sp- specific to Japan. It's I can't think of any American, like, character that is similar to Ryuk in terms of power and passivity. Okay. I see what you're saying. And I do agree with you for the most part. But I'm yeah. saying that if it were to be set in America, if the Death Note movie had to happen, like, setting it in an ultra-white city like Seattle, which has like a ton of problems when it comes to like actually like without it setting it in Seattle without acknowledging its heavily Asian population was such a misstep because they had a missed opportunity there. Yeah, I mean and the other thing is that light specifically 
his his education is so education a lot of the manga that i've read uh over the years if a, if a student goes to cram school it's just automatically there i feel like cram school was just a thing i assumed was like like why don't americans have cram school we should always have cram school because every anime or not every anime every manga i ever read that involved a male protagonist it has they always went to cram school and they were so obsessed with their education and getting the best grades and being in the top percentiles of their class and then if i think about like 90210 i'm like uh was that the one with james vanderbeek no that's dawson's creek whoa was were they near a creek no no um, like, like <laughs> yeah. that's the thing is american male protagonists aren't as focused on their education and being as suave and charming and charismatic as light okay but it's it's not it's not to say that it's, you know, the, the adaptation is garbage because it is. It's absolutely garbage. Yeah. It's just, it's just, I'm just saying that, like, if, since, like, it was inevitable that it had to happen because, you know, Netflix gathers rights to everything, there was just so much more they could have done with it. They could have taken it in a completely different direction if they were going to completely dishonor the Japanese yeah. roots and I think anyway. That's, and that's the issue, is that it's, it's I, I think as a fan, especially as, like, somebody who, who you know, read it, I used to take out the, mo- the volumes from the library um, and, like, return them. <laughs> they yeah. didn't keep them. Like, so- uh, but it's just... Like, my biggest issue was Light. He sucked. He was a fucking child. And if you don't have a good Light, you've got nothing. Like, the same way that Gatsby is your protagonist for The Great Gatsby. And if you don't have a good Gatsby, you're going to have a bad time. Yeah, Yeah, no, it's just, um, they could have, um... I, you know, I, I am a, I am a person who thinks of like, I am an editor. So like, I am a, like, if I see something, I'm constantly thinking of ways of like, this probably could have been improved by doing X, Y, and Z. Mm-hmm. And easily the, the, like, if you, you said it in fucking Seattle, Seattle has a huge Pan-Asian population. You could have cast a Japanese kid in the role. You absolutely like, could have. Yeah. Like it would have like, it like some somebody who was a first generation Japanese kid, and that would have made a ton of sense. Like you, mm-hmm. it's so it's so. I, oh, no, it's just but, like but thinking the about thing, the movie. It's just like. Yeah, but so Lakeith Stanfield, who has been in so many other films he since was Death Note, to and, and like literally, but, but he. The thing about L is L. So L's name was revealed to be Ryuzaki. Um, actually, well. Yes. So his name is Ryuzaki. That's not crazy much of a spoiler. Not so much as his death. But um, spoil. But, this is this is a spoiler zone, everyone. <laughs> um, yeah. But but the thing is, L is not specifically like I will give I will give the uh, the uh, like the pass on if there's any character that does not need to be Japanese, it's L. L doesn't need to be Japanese because all he's known as is the greatest detective in the world. He was raised in a foster home uh, by this man named Watari, and all that happened is that he was raised to be intelligent. So there doesn't, there's not really a, a defining feature to something like that. You know, there's not a racial feature tied to intelligence growing up in a foster home by a rich billionaire. I mean, look at the Umbrella Academy. Like, they, just they changed that. the race of everybody with the exception of Vanya and Five and 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 uh one and it was fine like nobody questioned that because it still made sense in the context of the movie and i would say sorry the show and i would say l is the exact same way like keith stanfield i think did as good as he could with what he was given the script was shit overall like it's just it's uh, that's what sucked is that the script was garbage i honestly you know what i'm actually thinking of this and this sounds like the craziest shit in the world to me at this moment but i have seen like there is absolutely a way for this to have been translated into an American 
uh, like like the way for it to be uh, like Americanized, and you could still have kept the base knowledge of the characters. So this superiority complex in light, um, Misa Misa, who is uh, you know obsessed with light in an unhealthy way, and light takes advantage of that. I. I'm now as an adult, what I do is I spend my time on YouTube, you know, like another adult. Uh (laughs) Don't tell my parents um, or my husband. Listen, I do. I do. So, and this sounds like such a crazy thing to say, but Light is is a psychopath. He's a sociopath. He gets off on manipulation of people and he enjoys the power that he has over people. And that's why he writes in the death note. Now you can remove the intelligence factor of like cram school and going to school all the time, but you need those factors of sociopathy, specifically the inability to connect to another human and keep the charisma. And and Misa should have been a pop star, whether or not she was a famous, huge pop star or just, you know, a smaller pop star, maybe from the country of Canada or something uh, like it could have absolutely worked. I, I, I really don't want to mention who I'm thinking of because it's like this. I, this is not a compliment and I don't want it to be a compliment, but like it could have easily been translated into an American uh like idea by making it a YouTuber. YouTubers are especially back in the 2000s. Just, yeah, I was just about to say YouTuber. Exactly. Yeah, They're super charismatic. They have access. And then, you know, if somebody accuses them, oh, you're Kira. And also, one of the things I hate about the movie is that just, I think her name's Mina in the movie. And Me- I'm like, I think it's Mia. Mia. Okay, great. Wonderful. It's great. We took out a letter, guys. It's different now. Um, and they were like, we should call ourselves Kira. And I'm like, I hate all of you. I hate you all so much. And it's there. You're right. As an editor, this was something that they could have looked at the base framework for and been like, okay, how do we translate this to an American audience while keeping the same general idea of the book? Yeah, now, no, that's always what you should think. And and like Willem Dafoe plays Ryuk. And if there is one not bad thing about that film, it is Willem it's Dafoe. That. He's phenomenal he's literally like when i when i read the manga i like you want that creepy nasty uh, voice the one like when he's the fucking green goblin and seeing him as ryuk my dreams were realized i was like oh my god and then he only appeared for 20 minutes of a two-hour film and i'm like come on guys please oh god i remember watching that with you and then like the credits rolled and we looked at each other and we're like and Mike, Mike was there too. And I think Mike was like, what the fuck did we just watch? Exactly. And Mike had actually never seen or read Death Note before no. we saw the, <laughs> like, the Netflix I had, movie. I had a little familiarity, so I kind of followed it a little bit, but Mike had no knowledge. And he hated it. And I can tell you, there were so many failings with the film that aren't even just the characters and the characterization and the script. The biggest failing overall is the amount of gore they felt they needed to include to an American audience. Like, Americans really like blood and guts, so we better put that shit in here. Because in Death Note, while it does focus entirely on death, Light was like, I don't need to kill people gruesomely. I'm a benevolent god. Because that's what it was at the end of the day. Light believed he was a god. And it's a lot of, like, off-screen death, too. Like, it's heart attacks, or, like, if there's particularly gruesome death, it's, like, kind of, like, 
the reaction of the crowd as like the person dies or something like that. It's very artfully done. Exactly. And what's so crazy is that like the the rules of the death note. Now I own a death note because I am a normal, well-adjusted individual who did not <laughs> yes, buy you it. Do. I think you've written names in it. I, I did. I did write names. I wrote Ash Ketchum in it because I wasn't convinced he could die. And I just want to say he hasn't yet. So <laughs> He's died in our hearts. He's been canceled. <laughs> yes. Um, so, but the, so if you, if you actually own a death note and I'm talking like legit one, like you get it online. Well, actually no, where I got mine from was, wine was from Chinatown back when they used to sell them and like you had to like search through stores and it was great but um so I got my death note and you open it you can also get one, um, some at conventions but the ones at conventions are usually handmade with notebooks and they don't include the rules so you want to get one that has the rules and, it, and I've read through all of the rules there's like 54 of them there's a lot of rules like Ryuk was just bored as shit one day and he's like all right rule 35 um, you can't fuck a Shinigami and Shinigamis can't fuck each other. And I literally read that rule and I was like, who wrote this? Mm. <laughs> Where is this rule? Is that a it's legit rule? Legit rule. What? One of the legit rules is Shinigamis do not have sex with each other. And I wish I was joking with you guys, but that what? is a rule of the death note. Shinigamis don't fuck each other, guys. It's great. It's great because like there are so many rules in the Death Note. There's so many, and uh, and in America, like they the the translation, like it just so one of the rules. So obviously you have to write the name, and then so basically this is how like an example Death Note would go. So you put John Smith. So you don't want him to die of a heart attack. Let's say. Let's say you want him to die in a car accident. So you got to be like, all right. John Smith car accident, and then if you if you do kill him, like so, here's the thing: if he's not in a car when you write car accident, then he's gonna be hit by a car. Or if he's inside a building when you write car accident and it doesn't follow the laws of physics at that moment, then nothing's gonna fucking happen and he's gonna die of a heart attack anyway. Because that's the rule: is however you write the death, it has to be physically possible. So, for instance, in the movie, the first one Light wrote was decapitation, and it was for some guy beating up a girl in front of school, I believe, or a father beating up some girl in front of school. And what happened was the most complex way for a ladder to decapitate half of a head. And I was like. No, no, he would have just died of a heart attack. That's ridiculous. Come on. That, how, how, do you think, like, the Shinigami were up there? They're like, a, oh, man, that, some, that truck's going to make a left. We'll make it have a right. Like That's some fucking Final Destination shit. Like, like no. It is. It is. And so that's the rules. The rules is it has to make logical sense. And you can't mind control people. That was another rule of the Death Note. So if, let's say, that's why Light always chose heart attacks, because you're not mind controlling anyone. It is a natural death for many, many people over the world all the time. So, so for instance, um, the way you could control a death was if you were in front of someone. So let's say you're on the train. So in, 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 uh, in the, in the manga, he takes the train a lot. So if you were like, okay, I know this guy's name is Raymond Penber. Um, what's going to happen is I'm going to say he's going to get, uh, uh, stabbed in the gut. And that doesn't mean anything other than he will get stabbed in the gut. And maybe that, you know, there was a mugging that was bound to occur or something like that. Or there is someone on the train who was going to mug someone or something. And then if it makes logical sense, he'll get stabbed in the gut. I mean, that's not what happened in the manga. I'm just using it as an example. But it has to make logical sense. In the the TV show, well, the TV show, the movie was like, all right. So some guy in Japan's going to write my name on the wall in hiragana and katakana, and then he's going to shoot him and his friends, and then they're all going to shoot each other, and then the Japanese police are going to come in, and then, like, it was literally writing his own fan fiction of what he wants to do no, when he becomes famous. You know, what this, you know what this is? This is fucking Dear Sister. 
Yes, it absolutely is. <laughs> it absolutely <laughs> is. It's, it's Dear Sister was actually written on the death note. Did I hope you knew that? <laughs> Um, <laughs> but it's, it's, it's legit. It's something that like, it drives me up a wall because you can still have a great adaptation of an anime without, um, like, okay, like you're right. Like there absolutely could have been an adaptation in Seattle with a similar, like you could have kept Lakeith Stanfield and then gotten rid of everyone else in the cast except for William Defoe. No, for real. Like you could have like... Lakeith Stanfield, like, was a good part. I liked his interpret. He did well with what he had. And if there yeah. had been a better script, he would have been able to, like, kill that role. I think, um, yeah, I think he acted the role very well. I yeah. would say that written, the role, the way was, the way the role was written was just uh, not great. Elle is, like I, Elle is, like I said, the most intelligent person in the world, the smartest detective in the world. In the book, he is able to find out that, uh, that Kira is located in Japan with one simple test. He uh, he has this guy named L. Lind Taylor come up on screen and pretend to be L and brag and be like, I'm going to find you and I'm going to put you in jail for the rest of your life. And then Light, in a fit of fury, writes Lindell Taylor down in English and uh, he dies. And and L's voice comes on like in a robotic voice and he's like, I was just checking. Um, this is only airing in the Kanto region of Japan. We know where you are, bitch. And like... <laughs> It's great. It's just, it's it, it's so taunting. And at one point in the movie, L sits down right across from Light and he's like, I know you're, I know you're Kira. And I'm like, well, that was a bold move. You've met him once. Like, <laughs> yeah, seriously. That's, I didn't, uh, I didn't vibe with it, but I'm, I'm just like reimagining. I'm like, I'm like fucking imagine like Lakeith Stanfield, like neck and neck with this like first generation, like immigrant, like, like, son of immigrants who was, like, has all of this pressure, like, from his parents, and he's, like, a super intelligent guy, and he's frustrated by, like, the bullshit that he experiences in Seattle, which is a super racist city. And, like, I mean, so here's the thing, is that one of Light's other key definers is his relationship to his father, because his father is the head of the task force that is searching for Kira. Okay. So... Um, I, I, you, if whoever you cast is light, you need to cast someone who is, uh, I mean, in terms of like, like beaming with pride for their son type situation, um, you know, like their son can do no wrong. And I can understand, you know, like you'd really need to find a good, um, uh, a good actor to, to play light's father. It's just, it, it's not, there's so many factors that I think with regards to, um, if you didn't, uh, if you didn't have, like, if you decided to cut out the relationship to the father and not include that, there needed to be some kind of relationship with a law enforcement figure as to why Kira is able to get away undetected for such a long time. Because that's the point. It's because of uh, his father's actions. That's the way Light is getting around so easily. And his father doubts him for a moment, and then he re like trusts him and all this stuff. Yeah. And it's a very tense relationship. Light's relationship to his father is betrayal. And his father never knows it. His father dies at some point. I won't tell you when, but it's not beginning. You got a long time of him. Um, and he dies believing that his son is not Kira because his son has been playing fucking mind games with everyone, trading out Shinigami eyes and, and like, giving away the notebook and then trading the notebook and well, then throwing the notebook over here. Well, that's the that's the thing. Like, like 
we're talking about like adaptations, you know, like um, yeah. Well, that's something I, like how would you adapt that relationship? Like, I don't how know, would you like, adapt something like as as intense as that? Because that's that's like life story with his father is not the the, pro, the the first primary story. It's this backstory that's kind of traveling throughout the entirety of the series. Yeah, I think that um, definitely definitely a connection with like law enforcement would be. Um, uh, would obviously be like the linchpin here and sort of um, uh, the thing that um, would cement the whole thing together. But I also mm. um, I also think that in creating this as an American adaptation, it becomes kind of an American story. Like so, like there are some elements of the like the Japanese story that like are changed or like uh left out and like that inf that makes fans upset but you know like some things are inter some things just won't work with an american story so, so and this is my issue with any adaptation of any anime that's ever existed ever um if it's not because an adaptation so like for instance i'm trying to think of another good example of an adaptation that's occurred so like like the grim fairy tales are adaptations obviously snow white as a movie is an adaptation of the grim fairy tale little mermaid is a is an adaptation of hans christian Andersen's tale um and it, it obviously they, they remove some of those things that you mentioned some of those those like, those were all heavily changed like exactly and they've changed because i mean in terms of the the public awareness of the stories yeah we are all aware of them um i think the oh the best adaptation that i can think of is the princess and the frog that's a great adaptation that was done by Disney. So you originally you just have, you know, a frog prince, she kisses him, he becomes a prince. Oh my god, amazing, wow. And then they took this and they changed it and they set it set it against this backdrop in New Orleans, which was beautiful because you have the the basic idea of kissing a frog and becoming a, you know, a princess or whatever, except it's kind of drawn out a little bit longer and you get a lot more meat to the story and it, the characters are a lot more likable because they have personalities. With something like Death Note, though, fairy tales are so much easier to adapt because there's just not a lot to them. There's like, you know, 30 to 50 pages of a story. Some are even like 10 pages. And and you can and you can extrapolate on that as much as you want. And I think with something like Death Note, the more you change it, the more it just becomes like American Death Note. You know, like we've had influences from Death Note, not really Death Note anymore, other than a Death Note and Shinigami. And like, and that's where I think my issue comes with. Cause like, like I've seen this, I've seen, um, I refuse to watch Dragon Ball. There's no way you're getting me to watch fucking Dragon Ball. Um, <laughs> I, I didn't watch Ghost in the Shell either. And that's, and that's like, that's because these are all stories that exist on their own. Um, these are, these are entire universes. These are in whole, like, like in the same way that if somebody tried to make an American version of a Ghibli film, like if somebody was like, okay, we're going to make Ponyo, but with people, I think, and, and we wouldn't set it because, you know, again, Ponyo is also set in Japan and be like, okay, we're going to set it in uh, like off the coast of North Carolina. You'd be like, I really don't think we should. Um, can we not? Can you just leave that alone? Can you do that for me? Uh, and that's the, and that's the same thing is, is it's just with Death Note, the more you change it and adapt it, the further and further it, 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 it departs from its source material to the point where, you know, like, like there will be some aspects that will absolutely remain, the cat and mouse game, hopefully, 
But at that point, it's a different story. And, and therefore, as a writer and an editor, they should work together to create something that you can say, you know, influenced by Death Note, but is a completely different story. And they don't have to worry about the fandom looking at it, sniffing out all the things that are wrong with it and attacking them relentlessly for it. Because well, if you attach Death Note to it, they're going to think it's Death Note. Um, I think I that's just as simple as like titling it differently i guess or like maybe like death note derived or something like that like a death note story or something like that because i think that um i don't think that i am of the opinion that um i don't think that adaptations need to necessarily stick to their source material like as much to if it's all about the story. It's all about what tells a good story. And if some elements of the original source material have to be sacrificed in order to tell a more cohesive story to make sense with something new you're trying to add, mm -hmm. you know, I, you know, I say this with, you know, agreeing with you that the Death Note, them trying to like rip this story, like from an obviously Japanese source and try to entirely Americanize it, like without like any respect for like anything is bullshit. Like I was there with yeah. you, <laughs> you know? Yeah, no. Um, and that's, but that's the point is it's just, is, is it, with adaptation, I, I just don't see, like, I always find it best to adapt, like the way Disney adapts things, like Marvel, I guess is another adaptation. You know, all those Marvel movies are adapted from the comic books. Oh yeah, they're all, those are all amalgamations of issues and issues of stories, and like, like, and certain characters are fusions of like two characters in one and stuff like that. And you know, like if exactly. you're a if you're a comic book purist, like if you're a comic book purist, you know, like you're gonna be pissed about that. But your average moviegoer is gonna kind of be like, okay, this person is blah blah blah. Like for me, me for example, I. Stopped watching Marvel movies after like Age of Ultron, like, mm -hmm. <laughs> and I stopped watching them. Uh, never. <laughs> no, I, just... I don't own Spider Man Far From Home. Why would you do that? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, like I think the reason I think the reason I'm I'm not necessarily pushing the idea of being able to, like I'm not trying to like shove it or force it on you. Like mm -hmm. believe me. Um, because, like, I see your viewpoint, and yeah. I, like, understand it. Like, you're very much, you're very much more of, like, a traditionalist when it comes to adaptation. You want it to be as close to the source of material as possible. And, um, Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you very much want to. Whereas I am a person who's interested in, you know, like, what liberties can we take with this while, you know, like, like, what can we change to fit a certain medium? Because there are certain, there are, like, what changes can we make to fit in certain medium? What changes can we make to fit a certain cultural context? I think that yeah. with fixes, the Netflix movie could have, yeah, been an influenced by the Japanese story of Death Note, um, rather than, like, a complete, like, reimagining. And, like, we could have had, like, this, this different story. We could have had the American elements of, of, like... Uh, an experience of like a Japanese American person as opposed to like an ethnically like you know a, like from Japan person yes like things things like that like Keith Stanfield like would have logically made complete sense like you know absolutely and I think but the thing is I think at the uh, at, like I understand specifically with adaption like adaptations there's not gonna there's, it's never gonna be a clean it's never gonna be no. a clean hundred percent <laughs> translation over but that's where it becomes sticky with 
adaptations that are not strictly American. Marvel Comics is an American-owned entity. Um, Disney does a lot of their adaptations now. They're like, hey, did you like Lion King? And we're all like, yes. And they're like, well, now it's in 3D. And we've added some different shit now. And Beyonce's Nala. And we're all like, I... Uh, fine, I guess. I'll go see it. Like, <laughs> I, I guess. proudly did not see it. No, I didn't either. But we did watch the Aladdin adaptation and we were like, wow, that was terrible. God, that was garbage. And that is, it's, that was a Disney-owned property that they were like, we'll make it better. And they didn't. They did. And that's what I believe is that when you, when, uh, if you, with something like, with something like Death Note, this is something that has been made into live action films in Japan. So they had a blueprint to go off of from Japan. And uh, they decided, okay, we're not doing any of that. We're going to go off of our own ideas. Light's going to be different. Misa's not going to be named Misa. She's not going to be a pop star. She's just going to have the name Mia. He's still going to have a dad in law enforcement. L is still going to be L, still addicted to sugar. We're still going to have Watari. But, and we're still going to have Ryuk, but we're changing the location. We're changing how Light is as a person. We're changing him from an overachiever uh, to just kind of like uh, that nasty kid at the back of class who speaks about how disgusting girls are and how much he hates older women or whatever. And you're just like, are you angry, young child? Um, and, uh, and like... That's the thing is, I, I mean, there's been some terrible adaptations. Like, I, I realize now as I'm talking about it, I'm like, the Street Fighter movie was garbage. And so is the Mario movie. And like, because they, they did a Mario Brothers movie with fucking John Leguizamo and Bob Hoskins. And you're like, those are two very large names that don't need to belong in a Mario movie. But Mario, the Mario movie is like, achieved, like the Super Mario Brothers movie achieved like cult status in terms of how terrible it was and how far it had drifted from the source material. They still called it Mario Brothers, but they were like, all right, nothing is what you remember, guys, other than uh, Luigi being taller than Mario. Like, that's it. We got it. And they're wearing <laughs> red and green. You're lucky we got that much out of you, fucks. I think, and, um, and like, that's what I would want. If you're gonna be bad, fucking deep ended, just be like, all right, and instead of L just liking sugar, he's gonna be in a diabetic coma for half the movie. Like... <laughs> yeah, I just, like, I don't know, like, I think uh, there were there were so many problems with the movie, like, I remember reading the manga in Shoujo Jump, I think I stopped reading after L died, because I was just like, what's the point? <laughs> and that's the thing, is it gets so good. Mello and Mir and Matt's relationship are just... Because Light is a 21-year-old in the second half of the series, and his actions are completely different. Misa's, I think, 20, and she dresses like... Like the way you'd like the way you would imagine a Japanese Stepford wife to dress. She's in fucking gothic Lolita lingerie throughout ninety percent of the second half, but she's doing it because she's being manipulated, and you see all this stuff, and it's it's crazy because that dynamic. And at the end, like like Mello and Nier are like in terms of their age. I believe Nier is like twelve to fourteen, and Mello maybe like. 18, 17 to 19, um, so around that age. And, uh, and like, there's a lot more, uh, like, Mello and Nier are, like, if you took L, split him down the middle between a good side, a purely good, good, focused on justice side, and a purely evil, focused on justice in a revenge kind of way side. And it's great, because to see those kinds of personalities, these are all, like, beautiful, wonderful aspects for me. 
um, because they're just to have this kind of diversity in a character like you know amount it's great however I always enjoy a lot of female characters and uh, Death Note's got three <laughs> yeah that's yeah that's that's one attribute of it that's like not that's like not great and but one aspect I loved about the manga and like I also briefly watched the anime I watched like the first several episodes like um, the cat and mouse has this underlying like kind of tension like um, sexual tension kind of absolutely <laughs> and I would tell you that the anime is absolutely worth your time it is 37 sorry I'm going to cut that out um, I would say that the anime is absolutely worth your time it is 37 episodes which on the scale of shit is, the, is one of the smallest like complete series that you're going to get. Um, Elfin Lead is 12 episodes. Oran High School Host Club is 26. Um, like there's there's so few animes that can condense into to less than 50 episodes. And this is less than 40. And it is just, I, I'd say that this is probably the most accurate manga to anime that I have ever seen. And I didn't watch it until I watched it with my husband. Like I had seen random episodes, but I watched it as an adult. And it was so good as an adult uh because it's just it's 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 not about like okay yes there are some things that have definitely aged they talk on flip phones or whatever but like the story and the writing because that's what i read it for i read it because the story is just so engrossing and enrapturing you just become like holy shit what's gonna happen next oh my god what why oh my i mean like you have this 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 you're 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 clenched up because you're just like oh my god what's going to happen and it's great it's great and the movie had not and if, if that's the if that that's actually be my biggest complaint is the tension did not exist there was no way throughout any of the movie like if you want a good tense movie that you're like shitting your pants throughout the entire time wondering what's going to happen in the equivalent way that i was doing with um with the entirety of the death note series uncut gems has that same kind of chaotic anxious energy throughout a two-hour runtime to the point where you're like holy shit that was two hours are you sure that wasn't five minutes and the same thing with death note <laughs> god but death note does not feature a um blinged out um furby <laughs> no it doesn't but uh ryuk does have some really nice feathered accessories oh so y you, you sold me you can't you can't uh, deny a really nice feathered accessory and i would say <laughs> It's on Netflix, along with the movie. It's a fun experiment to watch the entire anime. And then, uh, after several, several heavy rounds of being punched in the face, watch the movie. Uh, <laughs> no! <laughs> and it's going to be great at that point, because you'll be bleeding, and you'll be, like, swollen, and you won't be able to see much. And you'll be concussed, so it'll, it'll be, be, like... It'll be great. It'll, it'll, you'll feel tense, because your heart rate is very elevated. <laughs> Oh man, I'm sorry. That is a really shitty joke, but I I will say, I so we I, we watched the entire anime and then we watched the movie again, and it's just, it's amazing. Like that's the thing. Like in the, in the same way, you'd be like, okay, I'm gonna watch the original Aladdin, and then I'm gonna watch Will Smith the Genie Aladdin, and you're gonna watch them back to back, and you will immediately appreciate everything the original offered you. Well, not hating the original, like not hating the new thing. You're just going to be like, this is what I would have included. Or like, maybe they shouldn't have done this. Like one of the biggest critiques of the Aladdin remake was 
why are we doing this? Robin Williams has died. Please stop. Please leave him alone. You know, the same mm -hmm. thing with Beauty and the Beast. Like, you can watch the Beauty and the Beast um, animated film and then watch the live action. And that's another one that, that you... I will die on these hills. These are the hills that I will die on. <laughs> Listen, it's really better for you to die on these hills than for you to die on hills of like hatred oh yeah no no my, my my hills are always related to fandom things uh so Same. basically number one it's it's uh, uh unless you can prove to me that you've done a really good adaptation of an anime like in america I, I will wait for one good american adaptation and then everyone can use that against me to be like excuse me that was well done and i'd be like you know what fair you're right that was well done but until that point i stand on the hill that American adaptations of any anime have always been and always will be shitty just because they choose specifically Japanese stories. There are 10 million kinds of anime and manga out there that aren't set in Japan. I can literally think of one right off the top of my head, Tengen Topa Garen Lagan. That's not set. That's literally set in a future where everyone lives underground and there's no like, you know, real uh like nationality, everyone's just mole people. Um, you could absolutely translate that into an American movie, and we'd all fucking adore the shit out of it. Oh, I'm sure. I mean, mole people, hell yeah. And robots and boobies. Who doesn't love all these things? I love all three at the same exactly. time. Exactly. <laughs> With Death Note, it's it, the, the, what the my biggest issue is always when you take something that is just so popular, especially like right at the the beginning of the 2000s, you had thousands and thousands of teenagers in high school reading Catcher in the Rye and, and reminiscing about how terrible life is. And then you've got a book that comes along and they give that gives them an infinite power that can kill anyone they like. Oh, yeah, we're very excited. Also, don't don't give a just don't if your son or daughter asks to buy a notebook and they, they write Death Note on it. And then you just see like a bunch of kids names all over the set. Like, just be like, huh. Do you you really don't like Tony, do you? <laughs> Take them to the psychiatrist immediately. Yeah. It's a good it's a good test. Um, but it's uh, this is this is one of those animes and mangas that it's not traditionally like it doesn't really have like a, a fan base one way or another, but it's just a good story. It is one of the best stories with regards to moral ambiguity and a tense high high stake situation that I've ever read and, and seen in my entire life. Oh hell yeah. You got me. You sold me on it. You got me stoked. Cause oh I was yeah, very I can't. Much... I, if you watch it, please, like, once you finish watching it, um, I mean, it's it's a lot less gory. I mean, the anime, not the movie. It's a lot less gory <laughs> yeah. than Hannibal, with like even more gayness. Listen, I I'm here for less gore and all gay. Cause Han Hannibal is I'm like muscling my way through that right now. Because it's a lot. Like Hannibal's a lot of gore. Hannibal is. It, it's I mean, it's, it's artsy gore, but it's gore. Uh, and, 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 like, you know, you'll get those, like, re weird gay moments between Will and Hannibal. But um, with Death Note, I mean, at one point, Elle and Light are handcuffed to each other, and they have to, like, sleep together and, like, all this stuff. And I'm like, oh, uh, excuse me, I've just got a really quickly fan fiction. Oh my god. Okay, sorry. That is an inside joke from many, many years ago. <laughs> oh my god, man. You just threw me back at least a decade. I did. I did. And I, I hope, oh wow, probably more, like more a decade and a half. 15, <laughs> truly 15 years. I, me generously, like, hoping that it's not fucking 2020. <laughs> I know. Believe me. I've, I've been spending the last few weeks of my pregnancy going, Oh, wait, when did I graduate college? Seven years ago now, Jesus. <laughs> yeah, so this is like a very cool like time capsule of when 
Megan and I were teenagers and now like a new generation is enjoying it and that's like generational stuff like that is you have really... no idea how hard it's gonna be for me that if some 18 year old were to come up to me and go yeah the American movie wasn't too bad and I'd be like alright do you have a desk a notebook a pencil and three hours of time <laughs> and the kid's gonna be like mom <laughs> 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 All right. So uh, in closing, uh, these are the hills I die on. I absolutely agree that if you liked the uh, movie, uh, you're wrong, but you're entitled to like it. Um, <laughs> but uh, in, in terms of if you like American adaptations of anime, that's absolutely your prerogative and your choice. I'm not judging you. I judge the, the actual films. So if you like, you know, uh, the Dragon Ball movie, um, I really hope that you get your eyesight back very soon because that's just a shit movie. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Um, so yeah, this episode, by the time you're listening to this episode, Megan will have given birth. We are on a break right now. Oh yeah, we should probably, yeah. Oh yeah, I just, I just want to say, um, I know since I won't be recording stuff since, you know, I will be taking care of a newborn. Um, I can't tell you what I'm going to be like when I return. That's, it's, it's kind of a guess at this point. Um, I don't know how exhausted I will be. Just going to be more screaming. It's just going to be a lot more screaming. Mostly me doing it. Um, and I'm, I'm super grateful to have all this uh, time to just talk about like these things that I grew up on or these things that I really love and like obsess over because it's just a moment of like pure unadulterated joy to just obsess and have and, and talk about the fandoms that I was a part of or still am a part of, you know, even if I don't actively t- participate. Exactly. So um, in conclusion, thank you guys so much for listening. Have a great day. Please stay safe and wear a mask. Please wear a mask. Absolutely. I'm certain by the time I'm gone, this will still be around. Don't you worry. Oh, yeah. All right. So much love. Bye. Bye.